0: Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Thursday to you. It's Thursday, January the 28th. This episode is built to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Now look, hey, I, I, I have to say, The 76ers impressed me last night, and I know I wrote about it today in today's Philadelphia Inquirer. For the people who don't know, in addition to being the host of this podcast, I am the beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer, the 76ers beat writer. So you can go to inquire.com to read my article, or you can, if you're in the Philadelphia area, you can pick up a Philadelphia Inquirer or Philadelphia Daily News and you can get the Skinny. But I basically broke down in the article about the mistakes that was made. I asked Doc Rivers, um, you know, how did he feel about this victory? And he basically said, like, hey, we're a good team, but we got a ways to go. We got a lot of things to work on, right? I get all that. I do. I understand that the Sixers basically almost blew it. But we're talking about they played the league's best team. And despite those mistakes, they still were able to win. They still were able to come up with a clutch shot at the end on Tobias Harris. They still were able to get a shot. Although it was a desperation heave, the, the shot didn't go in. Right. So with all that said, I saying that the Sixers really showed me something. I'm talking about they really showed me something by beating the Lakers 107 to 106. So basically, I want to talk about that win in the first segment. In the second segment, I want to break down a little bit about Joel Embiid, right? About how dominant a player he is, right? And then, you know, we talk about him a lot. And then the third segment, I want to talk about the chances of Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, And Tobias Harris, all three making an all-star. I don't think all three of them are going to make it, y'all. I'm sorry. I don't. I I, I don't. I I know that's the rhetoric right now. A lot of people talking about it. Doc Rivers says something about it. They have to say it. I mean, like, you know, we're going to say, oh, no, I don't think they should all make it. Nah, it's not happening this year. I mean, I'll be shocked if it would happen, put it that way. I'm not going to say it's not. But I would be shocked if it if it happens. So it, that's what this podcast is going to be about, right? But before we get into that, I just want to let you guys know that you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts at. Like I said, in addition to being a host of this podcast, I am the Philadelphia Inquirer's beat writer. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers you can follow me on instagram at pompey on sixers right and like i said go to inquire.com and read the articles now this victory the sixers were up 12 with 307 left with and i'm saying to myself like this game is over wow they pulled it out they had a heck of a victory the Sixers, man, mm-hmm, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, hmm, okay. Getting a little tight here. Lakers coming back. Okay, they're going to make a stop, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yo, man, don't worry about it. The Sixers going to get a shot. And see, the reason why I'm like this is because, you all don't know, I got to follow my story at the end, as assuming the game is over. Actually... They sometimes they want you to file it beforehand, like if it's a you know, hopefully there's a blowout, and then people just insert the the final score what happened, right? Nah, man. Not not last night. It didn't happen that way. So the Lakers go on a 13 0 run, capped by Anthony Davis' layup. And then you're saying to yourself, man, the Sixers lost this one day. How they going to explain this? Mm, mm, mm. And then all of a sudden, they come out. Doc calls a, um, a timeout. Danny Green inbounds the ball. There's two options on the play. You know, they inbounds the ball to Seth Curry. He can either go to Joel. If Joel Embiid is there, you go to him. If not, you go to Tobias Harrison, like a pick-and-roll type of setting. They know that they're going to switch. Well, they switched, and they had Caruso on Tobias. Tobias Harris gets the ball at the middle of the foul line, and then he goes on proceeds to bury a 15-foot jumper with three seconds left. Sixers up 107-106. Then all the Lakers has time is for an inbounds pass to Anthony Davis, who has Joel Embiid on him. And he throws up, and he heaves a thirty-five-footer that misses at the buzzer, and the Sixers escape with victory. Now I'm here to tell you, when I saw that, I was like, "Wow, okay, Tobias, wow," because I'm I'm like the thing is, I covered this is my eighth year covering this team. The Sixers would have lost last year, any other year. It was just, you know, it's just it's just the Sixers' way. These are the type of games you just lose, and then you, at the end, you come back and saying, "Oh well, you know, next time or we, you know, stuff went bad." They found a way to win. With that being said, in my opinion, even though they made all those mistakes, I saw something different in this team. Now again, it was the Lakers. The Sixers get up big for big teams. We'll see if they can continue this when they go play Minnesota on Friday. But I'm here to tell you, the Sixers get up for big teams. But, again, this would have been a game that the 76ers would have lost years in the seasons in the past. So with that said, to me, the mistakes that were made down the stretch, and I get it. Doc Rivers has – he's a coach. He won a championship. He knows what what it's like for him to say, yo, we're a good team, but we got a ways to go. We got things to do. He's right. But they got a team that's on track. And I know me, I'm critical of the Sixers. I may be probably the most critical beat writer that covers the Sixers Who's critical of this team. And I felt like what they did yesterday was a, a step in the in the right direction because this was a quality one. Quality one. You have to say they're in the conversation now. Now again, they still need to get they still need to do better um when Joel and B doesn't play. They do. They need to – Ben Simmons has to play with the injury he played with. Last night, they all have to play better. They can't when Joel's not there because it's going to be a time tonight because Joel fell hard on that back now. I mean, you're going to wake up this morning. I know he's going to be in a lot of pain. So they need to play this way all the time. Now, let me tell you something that, that I love, right? People who listen to this podcast, y'all all know that I love me some built Bar. Yes, I just woke up, so I haven't had it at this moment. Like, I didn't even do my routine yet because I got to hurry up and hop on a plane. But my routine is get up early, go downstairs, turn on the TV. My dog comes down the steps with me. You know what I mean? I'm watching TV. I have a built Bar. And I'm ch- drinking a coffee, and I have my dog at my side, man's best friend at my side. Well, right. I'm telling you, soon this podcast is over, I'm going to go get man's best friend, and I'm going to get my <laughs> coffee, and I'm going to have my Built Bar. Why? Because Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LockedOn. And you'll get 20% off your next order. I'm telling you, as soon as this podcast is over, go to BillBarr.com and do what I said. And I'm telling you, you will not regret it. You won't regret it. I'm telling you. Now, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you subscribe to your podcast at. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. You can follow me on Instagram at Pompeii on Sixers. This is the only podcast that covers the Sixers that comes to you five days a week. Do it. Now, here's the thing about the Sixers, right? So we look at it. We talk about Joel B, and I'm going to get into Joel and B in a second. But, you know, as bad as nah, – I ain't going to say they play bad because I don't think they play bad. But, like, they made some mistakes down the stretch. Okay, I'm going to give you that. I'll say that. But, you know, I I look at it like they made some mistakes. You know, they were going up against LeBron, the whole nine, everything like that, right? I mean, I'm going to give it that. But so here's the deal. You look at it, right? So Danny Green goes up against his former team. He hits four nine threes. He has 14 points, right? Tobias Harris, he has 24 points. He shoots 10 for 16. He's two for four from threes, right? Right? Then let's get Seth Curry. Seth Curry struggled a little bit. He was one for six, oh, for three. He had two points. And then you have Ben Simmons. He goes eight for 15. Yes, Ben Simmons, eight, shot the ball 15 times. I mean, that's, ooh, that's, that's a lot for my man, Ben. He shot the ball 15 times. He had 17 points. He had, uh, 10 rebounds, he had two assists. Now, I mean, excuse me, 10 assists, and he only had one turnover. He had two blocks, right? So then you go down to, we go down to the bench, right? Now you have um, Shake Milton, who had nine points. You have uh, Cork Miles who had eight points. You had Tyrese Maxey, who had four right Matisse Thybul had 1 point but he had 3 steals right so you look at it and you say to yourself okay I see this I see this you know Dwight Howard didn't really have a good game I mean he had he had uh he had zero shot attempts he had 4 fouls he had 4 rebounds he did have a block and he did have a steal so it wasn't all that bad right it wasn't bad. But the thing is, I'm telling you, like, I didn't get into Joel yet. Joel B finished with 28 points on 8 for 18 shooting. He was 11 for 13 from the foul line. He had six rebounds. He had four assists. He had two blocks. Now, he did have five turnovers, right? I mean, he did have five turnovers. But for all things... Consider, you know, Joel played well, in my opinion. He played well. I mean, the turnovers, yeah, you don't like to see that. But Joel played well. He played like an all-star candidate is supposed to play. Now, Doc Rivers did point out something that Toronto last year trapped Joel a lot. Joel didn't really have the shooters around him. So when he struggled, they got the ball out of him. They didn't do anything, and Sixers lost. Now, if he can get the ball out of his hands and guys could knock down shots like Danny Green did, uh, Tobias Harris did, um, Furkan Korkmaz did, you know, then 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 we're, then then we're talking. You know, we're talking, right? So, Joel played well because you got to think about it. Marcus Shaw is a guy that Joel. Only average I mean only um shot thirty percent against in his previous eight head to head matchups. So he played well. Really well. Played like a guy who's an M V P candidate. You know, he really did. He did a good job. He did a great job, I'm not gonna argue. But Tobias Harris played played well too now. Played well. You can just subscribe to this podcast, wherever you subscribe to podcasts at. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, on Instagram at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my articles in enquire.com Now, Tobias played well. Like I said, you know, he is having a hell of a season. I mean, he had 24 points. He looks completely different than the dude who stood in the corner last year. And then whenever he got the ball, seemed like he was forcing, forcing action because he wasn't used to getting the ball, right? I mean, he played his butt off. Now, I think that he deserves to be an All-Star. And I get into this debate over and over and over and over and over again with people. Of course Joel Embiid deserves to be an All-Star starter. Tobias Harris deserves to be in a reserve. I don't he's not a starter, not All-Star starter, I'm sorry. And no it's not a knock against him, but when you look at the forwards, you have to say that the forwards are going to be between Giannis, the Greek freak and to the Cooper, and Kevin Durant. They they're the starting forward. I mean, like, we can't even play with it. Like, y'all, that's it. Then you have Joel Embiid as the starting center. And then you say to yourself, Bradley Bill, I know his team is struggling, but Bradley Bill has to be the starting two guard. And then you ask yourself, well, who's going to be the starting one? Is it Kyrie? Like, who is it? Like, who's the top point guard right now in these, right? Um... If Ben Simmons would make the team, you know, Ben Simmons would make it as a reserve. Now, the only thing that's hurting Ben Simmons right now, well, not only thing, is like, well, he's a utility player, but his stats aren't as good as they were. Now, he had a great game last night. And, you know, I was on the Mike Missanelli show yesterday, and he asked me about Ben, and I said, we know he's going to have a good game. And the reason why you know he's going to have a good game is because these are the type of games he gets up for. Like, LeBron is his mentor. There's the comparisons to him and LeBron. He's going to come out and show out. The problem is, the performance that he had yesterday isn't the norm. Should it be? Yeah. But is it? No. He came out with a lot of energy and he played well. But, I think that when you talk about it, you got to think about his last game against Detroit. You have to think about his game against Memphis. You have to think about his game against Cleveland. You know what I mean? So it's weird. Now, in order let let, let me say, like, if the Sixers had a record, like, and I know it's only you can say 114-5, yeah, 113-6, but if, if the, let's just say if the Sixers had a 16-3 record and they were blowing everybody away, then you have to say to yourself, like, okay, this is a team that deserves three All-Stars. Like, a team like, um, you know who's going to make the other guard? It's going to be James Harden. He's going to be the starting guard. It's going to be James Harden and Bradley Bill. That's that's who it's going to be, right? James Harden, Bradley Bill. But, but when you think of it, you look at a team like Brooklyn, Kyrie, Harden, and Durant. Now, I know they're not in the same – they don't have the same record as the Sixers, but Harden, you know, came over from Houston. You know, but I think that they're in a different category because of these guys. Like, they're known to be perennial All-Stars. But for the Sixers to have three perennial All-Stars, it would have to be something like... (sighs) They would have to be killing everyone to a point where you wouldn't argue against it. Kind of sort of like that one year when the uh, the Atlanta Hawks, I believe, had four All-Stars. Well... They had by far the best record at the NBA. You know? So, I'm sorry. I don't see it. Um, I know that's what everybody's talking about. It's a story that I'm going to write about. Um, but I just don't see them getting all three of these guys making the All-Star team. I just don't. I don't. And I for the Sixers... If I'm numb, I'll be excited about Danny Green's performance. He's a guy that you knew he was going to come out and play. Um, but at the same time, I think that uh, they need that more from Green and they need that more from from Ben. They do for them to be successful. Like, you know, you look at Danny Green. He had a team high, two blocks and one steal. You know, that's the type of stuff they need from them. It is. You know, Matisse Seibel, again. Three three steals a game high three steals now, or a team high three steals now. And there are going to be some people like you know the, the narrative was he shut down LeBron. He didn't shut down LeBron. Now he got under his skin a little bit, but he didn't shut him down. Um, but he played well, so to keep that up, I mean, if you can't, you know, LeBron is a different animal. If you know you're getting under LeBron James skin, that you like shutting down another opponent, <laughs> you know, it's just that easy, that simple. But look, I want to thank y'all for listening and have a blessed, blessed, blessed day. Peace.